0: Well, all of Indiana's budgetary cards are now on the table. First, early in the session, we saw Governor Eric Holcomb's two-year spending plan. Then came the budget crafted by the Republican-controlled Indiana House. And finally, this week, the GOP-dominated Senate approved its fiscal roadmap. All three call for state expenditures totaling close to $35 billion, and you have to squint quite a bit to see precisely where the plans differ. So can we assume that the biennial budget is a done deal? Not quite. Not quite. Hi, I'm John Schwannis, and on this week's program, we'll do our best to identify the tweaks that we can expect and maybe even a surprise or two that we should expect. Indiana lawmakers, from the state house to your house.
1: Purdue startup speak modalities, helping children and families coping with nonverbal autism to develop communication skills, helping people, changing lives. Purdue Research Foundation. Contact innovation at prf.org.
0: This week, just one day after the Senate passed its two year budget proposal, an updated revenue forecast suggested that lawmakers will have about $100 million less to work with than they thought they'd have when the session began back in January. Now, whether this downward revision will require budget negotiators to reach for a power saw or merely a sheet of fine-grit sandpaper will be the first question for my guests. Republican Representative Mike Karakoff of Kokomo, a member of the Budget Writing House Ways and Means Committee. Democratic Representative Greg Porter of Indianapolis, the committee's ranking minority member. Republican Senator Eric Bassler of Washington, the ranking member of the Senate Appropriations Committee. And Democratic Senator Karen Tallian of Ogden Dunes, that panel's ranking minority member got a lot of money, dollars and cents folks here, uh, and common sense. I hope too you can uh, make it all make sense here. Uh, and I should point out as we tape this, we're on the uh, the brink of a of a conference committee where some of you actually will be going to negotiate. And if you do feel so inclined to just dispense with that and do it all here, that's we'll that's that. that's fine too. All right. So this this hundred million dollar shortfall, and part of that, of course, is higher-than-expected uh, costs associated with Medicaid, and then $30-some million, perhaps uh, lesser-than-expected with, right. with tax revenue. I've seen some reports that, oh, this is a dire situation. You know, it might suggest that the power saw may be the approach, but others
1: say not a big deal. What do you, what do you say, Mike? Well, off. I think the power saw is going to stay in the toolbox. Uh, it's not unanticipated, uh, and I think there have been multiple contingencies considered, at least at our caucus, And so I think uh, fine grit sandpaper is probably going to be the answer. Uh, But that's yet uh, yet to be seen. I know Representative Porter is a conferee on that committee, and uh, I know Representative Houston is looking forward to working with him to find the right solution to send money to K-12 and fund our other priorities. We should
0: explain to people just tuning in uh, on PBS, this is not this old house, but uh, it's actually a different kind of repair and restoration show, I guess, related to the budget. Do you agree?
2: No, not really. Of course, All I don't right. agree. I, I, what do you disagree I, with, then? I, I think, you know, we they talk about $100 million. However, you know, there are, that's on that budget or what we saw yesterday. Uh, but there are a lot of uh, budget that we can generate in other places. For example, there's a House bill and a Senate bill that's dealing with uh, the Wayfair and facilitators in regards to Amazon and those middle people that, that sell online. Uh, we generate, over the next two years, we'll generate between uh, 180, about, about 160 to 200 million dollars in regards to that. That's not on the, that's, we're not even looking at that now, okay? So you're,
0: you're talking about the way to squeeze additional revenue out of oh, this as absolutely. opposed to just cutting, because most of the conversation certainly has been well, about cutting.
2: Well, I mean, I mean, I mean that we've always cried poor. Every year we cry poor. I've been around for a long time, and they always said there's no money. But in the end, we find the money. So you know, uh, I, I think you know we we can have the the, the little fine grit sandpaper. But I think really I think, I think, I, think I think but I sincerely I think the finer it gets, the, the better off we're going to be. In regards to K-12 education, you know that that that's very important. And let's not let us not forget about. The, the, the whole big mantra in regards to teacher pay raises. Well, yeah, They're I definitely want to talk about oh,
0: that. Oh, I'm definitely going to talk about that. Well, and also I, you bring it up here, other revenue sources. One thing that the budget is silent on, at least at this point, is casino gaming and what dollars could be uh, derived from from that. Uh, right. So so which arguably could be even larger than than the vendor uh, taxes and fees that you just described. Yes, sir. Another show, I guess, for another day. What do you What do you say there,
3: Eric Bassler? I, I would probably tend to uh, come to the conclusion it's going to be the sandpaper instead of the saw. Um, uh, as I'm, you're aware, and we're all aware, and maybe many of your listeners are aware, the, the House puts together a budget and they send it to the Senate, and then we work on what they put together and make modifications and so forth and in that process we built in a a pretty good sized cushion and and the reason we wanted to build in a nice cushion where we had some excess that would go to the reserves was in the event that we would have news like we did yesterday. And so the hundred million dollars, although a big number, it's something we're going to be able to work through and we'll just work through it with uh, the different caucuses and the governor and and it shouldn't shouldn't be a big issue. I wish we had $100 million more, uh, but $100 million less is not going to keep us from being able to put together a good budget for the, the Hoosier people. And, of course, that would put uh, the reserves at a roughly $2.2
0: 2 billion right. or 12.5 right. percent, yeah. which Karen Tallien and I'll let you answer the first question, but I also know that uh, you were suggesting uh, rather vociferously uh, in the wake of passage out of the Senate that uh, that kind of cushion or buffer was unnecessary, sure. that 11 uh, percent might be more appropriate, uh, but uh, anyway, I'll let you answer the first question first, and then you can jump into. Uh, you remember okay. the first question? Yeah, I do. Okay,
4: good. Um, and and I think everybody needs to realize when you talk about a hundred million. Let's first of all realize that thirty million of this is general fund. Uh, the other sixty is Medicaid expenses, which nobody Third, can really
0: do much about. And that well,
4: is. the Medicaid expenses of sixty. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of movement in that because they also talked about we would be having at least 40 of un you know money that we didn't spend from this past budget. So already that that 60 is back down. You know that 100 is back down to 60. Um, and so there's a lot of movement there in in the on the Medicaid side. But, on the general revenue side, you know thirty million dollars out of a thirty four billion dollar budget it's less than it's less than one percent um, we're definitely on sandpaper here in in terms of of you know cutting things and shaving things a little and and actually, for thirty million dollars um, we have you know as you said a a a reserve of 12.5%, which is $2.2 billion. Um, it's easy enough to shave that out, out of there you got without You've you got anything. something you
0: could do with that. I'm yeah, and
4: that. and that way. difference yeah. of 1%, uh, you know, to go to, from 12.5% to 11.5%, that difference is $300 million. Um, we don't need to have all that there. Well, let's jump into.
2: Uh, did you want to make a, a point on that? Uh, well, well, yeah, I know when we talked about the budgets, the, the House budget came out with their point. The governor, first of all, the governor came out with uh, about one point eight billion, and then we came out one point nine billion, and then the Senate came out with like, like two point. Two two point two billion. So, you know, uh, it, I think Reserve it's important. Because every
0: you need them, A billion right. here, a billion, a billion there. there Bringing
2: that, there. There. but I think the whole point with that is to understand, and we always, even even last by any, we we got to have you know the, the one point eight because I think we can go down to the one point two or one point three billion dollars uh, from my perspective in order to take care of the needs of our state.
0: Well, let's, let's talk about some of those needs. You alluded to it a minute ago, and that is education, K-12 through education. Might as well start there because that's 50% or more sure, of, yeah. of the budget. Uh, the governor's plan, we, it had an increase, modest increases in each year of the biennium. The House-approved plan was higher. The Senate plan is yet again higher yes. by uh, about $74 million over it, for the biennium over the House version and $103 million over the governor's. Are we where does this end up do you think is this uh, uh, I mean do you think there are these these uh, you know spendthrifts next to you are uh, going a little crazy with the money there on,
1: on k 12 well I wouldn't categorize the Senate as spendthrifts I'm but I, but I would say ride, you know, I would say that our our colleagues <laughs> in the Senate have uh, used some different revenue streams to pay for some of the uh, budget appropriations that they're proposing um, they're not the same way that we have historically funded those, and the committees will determine what's the best way. I think all the governor's budget, the House budget, and the Senate budget, all three recognize the need to keep substantial reserves in play. We're only one of 11 states that have that AAA bond rating, and I know people get tired of hearing about it, but it genuinely saves every political subdivision, every county, every school, actual tax dollars. And so we've got to keep a substantial reserve in place. I think we've got to find the sweet spot what's right. If we are going to spend more money, we have to make sure it's on one-time expenditures and not reoccurring expenses because once we commit to K-12, we're going to continue to pay that year over year over year. Once we commit to uh, our state employees, we're going to pay that a year over year over year. So how we reduce that um, reserve has to be carefully done because everything we commit to now is going to live in perpetuity.
2: But when you said when we commit to K-12 year after year after year, I remember back in 2010, we cut $300 million. So, I, it, I mean, I understand what you're saying, that we do commit, mm-hmm. but there was at one point we took a $300 million hit out of the K-12 But that's that's and then we come back and fund it it's year after year after year, but there's a three hundred dollar three hundred million dollar deficit in there. That's that's a
1: great point. But what have we done? We've set aside a three hundred million dollar reserve so we don't find ourselves in that position again. We have shown fiscal responsibility to set a reserve in place so we're never in that position. I think two thousand and ten was a an unusual circumstance where the economy was so low our our income tax and our sales tax revenues were down, and K twelve wasn't the only Agency that lost money, our prisons, our state parks, our highways—we lost money across the boards. So local units of government, K-12, college colleges had money uh, that, that actually were reversions that Governor Daniels ordered because his back was against the wall. Unfortunately, I'm very happy that we empower our governor. Governor Biden did it. Every governor has used reversions to keep our budget balanced. And so that's why that 300 million dollar cut happened
2: back. And the reversions now. are well, also
4: go ahead. No, oh, I was going to say we <laughs> can use you know. reversions as a as a as a stopgap to right. keep our our budget's balanced, but I don't believe in building in reversions to balance the just to balance the budget. I mean, that's something that you do in an emergency. We set appropriations; we do that on purpose. It's our job as the legislature to set those those amounts. And yeah, if the governor needs to do it, if we have a, a recession situation. It's available to him, but we, for years now, we have been using reversions um, just to cut state government and to cut services. Well,
0: I'm just wondering if you know. You, it sounds as if you're happy to give the governor that latitude and discretion with those funds. How about though the the billion dollars that he negotiated, or he would say that the administration oh, yeah. negotiated from this toll change road. in the toll road, where you have uh, trucks paying uh, as much as a third more. Am I, not, am I not mistaken that you're, both of your uh, caucuses are saying, "Governor, not so fast"? That we have—now, granted, they may be some of the same end up in some of the same bucket pots of money, right. but you're not happy with him having that discretion. So, what's the difference?
3: Well, what we wanted to do um, when the budget came over to our side is we wanted to have some impact or some influence on how those dollars were also spent—the ones that are coming from the additional dollars from the toll road—and um, so we put we built that into our budget, and then. Um, there's also some legislation that's kind of working through the process that would um, that would require the governor in the future or any future governor to to come back to the budget committee before he would he or she would do but those not on kind
2: reversions, of Only on
3: only on those uh, correct, October. yeah, okay. on the total. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I, remember
2: but, the the that we talk about. We said we have uh, 45 to 50 million dollars a year in reversions, And but when you when you look at it, when you drill down, look at the numbers, it's 300 million. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the reversions are are substantially more than what we have on on in our on our books. Well, of course, we I mean, I mean,
0: as we've all read umpteen times and discussed umpteen times. You know, teachers would say, "Hey, there may have been uh, we may have taken it on the chin during the recession, but we've yet to recover in terms of of compensation and salary." And, and we hear anecdotally that that's uh, influencing, having an impact on the ability to recruit and retain teachers is uh and there's no guarantee that even with i mean this is well documented too uh for decisions that have been made in the budget there's no way to ensure that any 2.7 percent increase uh, this session, if we or this this year, if we go with what the Senate plan, or 2.2 percent in the second year, the by name, there's no guarantee any of that goes to, to teachers, is that right?
3: No, there's not. But I think there's one thing that we would all agree with, and that is that, that we want to provide as much funding as possible to, to K-12 education, uh, because I think all of us want to um, give our young people the, the greatest opportunity they can to, to be successful in life. Um, and i think we 've done that with this budget we 've added oh, somewhere around seven hundred and fifty million dollars additional um, dollars to to k twelve um, and then where it becomes challenging for think a, he called
0: you guys spendthrift see, for, uh, for and I, think I don't I think heard he that. said that. I think I heard that that was your word I, I would hardly call spendthrift
3: <laughs> there. where, where it becomes challenging, I think all of us would like to see teachers' salaries be boosted up, but, but you don't well, want to have well, state uh, mandates that's that, a local decision,
1: that's what's challenging the point of House Bill 1003, what we're trying to do is encourage our local school boards to direct the money to teachers, to their salaries. And, you know, back to the reversions, that's why we put the $300 million reserve in place for K-12, so we don't have that kind of reversion happening to that institution. But with respect to, do we want to have the General Assembly setting teacher salaries? I don't think so. I think that should be a local decision, and I think we want to encourage our school boards Although continue. the Senate version but would I, have require I, I a have hearing, to, right? I People would have to, have to, to explain disagree. what to do with the yes, That's correct.
4: Go You know, it's yes, we give locals the control to set the salaries, but we said how much we decide how much money they're going to get so we already have have taken over control of a huge part of this decision by deciding how much money we're going to give them now we the senate democrats have actually put together a proposal that would pay for a that would pay without new taxes for a five percent teacher raise and get it directly to the teachers without going through the budget in the form of extra teacher grants. Um, uh, I can analogize it to the teacher performance grants, uh, although it's not exactly the same thing. Um, But it's a grant that would go directly to the teacher. And, yeah, it, it... it would raise their you know their their base salary level so that when we when we start getting down the road you build up, you build up from there on their raises. Well,
0: since that didn't happen, are you uh, to supportive of the Senate uh, version of the budget which actually would have an additional thirty million dollars for teacher appreciation grants and that I think a third would go to people who have been in the job for five Five years years or less. less. Is that a good idea then? If you can't have what what you're wanting.
4: I'm uh, still trying to get what I want. (laughs) We still have a week.
3: We got, we got a week. Oh, we wow. <laughs> Yeah, we have
4: plenty of time. <laughs> like I, time. I said,
0: feel free to have your conference. <laughs> but if you've got some strong arm tactic, I want to see what it is. Let's
4: it's sit. it's not a strong arm tactic. It's it's a way. It's a method of driving the money to directly to the teachers, um, and it it does it outside, what we call the formula. So it it sets it out in it. It gets that money to the teachers in a different way, while still and allowing... And so you're th-
0: thinking a greater or more equal distribution, because one of the beefs, of course, about the, the
1: teacher recognition
0: grants, as it was structured in the past, was some people got it, some, and then other That's people right. got it right.
4: It That's right. It
1: would be... So your suggestion is that uh, we're not cutting money, we're just going to direct school boards how to appropriate that money within their corporations. We're going to tell them it must go to salaries.
0: But that's what, that's what the Senate... I know.
1: They doubled they, up on the teacher appreciation. The $30 do that. million yeah, more. But, but to- I'm, I'm talking about her proposal. We're, are there cuts or are we going to... There are no are we gonna,
4: cuts. We have enough it, money.
2: We'll show to it to it. you after yeah, yeah, this we, program. We definitely have enough money. I think as a work with my Senate colleagues, you know, like I said, we have a, a few more days to go. Uh, I, I think this is. is they're always be, the most telling uh, days, right. of course. Too, it's, so, it's, it's uh, going to be very crucial because, you know, it, it, organizational day. There was a big splash about teacher salaries, and there was a big splash about all the meetings they had over the summer, and then all of a sudden, it's it, it's it's gone. It's it's gone silent, except you know, j- just for a here and there little pittance of of what we can potentially do. Teachers need need salary pieces, You know, the the city of Denver's done it. Los Angeles done it. West Virginia's done it. We just need to get it done.
0: But in those states, they do it on a statewide, like West yeah. Virginia does it on a statewide basis. Right. So that makes it a little simpler. What what about Department of Child? Or, okay, finish what, that. One and one,
1: on. one more point. We've That's added right. over a billion dollars to K-12 education since the $300 million cut, over a billion dollars to K-12. And so we have done our our best. Over 50% of the new money, over 50% of the new money is going into K-12. When you look at our baseline last year, moving to this year, and if you take DCS, uh, k-12 and medicaid eighty five percent of our budget or of the new money right. goes to those three so there's just not a lot not as if
3: there you can just it, 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 right and have exactly. a long and, and list of priorities and exactly. start throwing money at uh, it i think another yeah. challenge we have in this whole area is is whether we want to allow local control when it comes to teacher salaries and all the teachers i talk to they want to maintain collective bargaining all the principals all the superintendents all the school board members they want to keep that collective bargaining in place so so they can decide how their teachers should be compensated. Um, and the, the, the farther we tiptoe into this, the more we start dictating it from the state. And I'm just not comfortable with Only that. Well the governor, and I don't
0: want to, we could spend the whole day on this and probably have, almost have. But, I mean, the governor, with his forward-looking plan, a, what, a long-term solution, he hasn't precluded necessarily an approach like that. I it's, guess it's,
3: it's I, I, I you've precluded pause. an it approach would, like it would, that. It would okay. give me pause to, to start taking over that state, that state responsibility.
0: All right. Well, again, we talked earlier about that was clearly one of the big headline generators. Department of Child Services was another. Uh, they had uh, well-documented challenges. Uh, the suggestion was that they needed the, the magic number, $286 million, which is what they were spending at in the current uh, year, basically just a continuation. And everybody seemed to go along with that, um, except for
3: the spendthrifts,
0: um, who, who saw fit to cut a 100-plus out. Uh, what's the thinking there?
3: Yeah, the thinking... Uh, well, first of all, uh, the governor would have access uh, to, to funds up to the 286, if, if that's what he needs. Um, These but, would be gas tax. Um, it would uh, be the sales tax, sales on, tax gas. on gas. Yeah, not the gas tax, but sales tax on gas. He could access that if he wanted to. Um, but we're seeing some just very anecdotal information that, that DCS is is starting to maybe turn the corner. And so we wanted to have the flexibility where, if if in fact they haven't turned the corner and they need the full 286, the governor would have access to that. But if they have turned the corner, we also want to, to be able to allocate dollars to other projects, whether it's K-12 or roads or what have you. We think that's important to have that flexibility. Good solution. I mean, is that well?
4: The other thing that that we did in the Senate that we're in the middle of writing right now. It's not in. It's not in the last budget that we did because we're not quite finished, but um, we're giving money to DCS, but it now has strings. It says, wait, DCS, you need to do the following mm-hmm. things.
0: Which it never had specific criteria or That's has right. recommendations. And so we,
4: we, we, have, we have taken some of the DCS money and said, you have to spend it on these certain programs. Programs that are designed to keep kids in their homes so that we can avoid some of these uh, huge numbers right. of out-of-home placements. So we're putting strings on the money yeah. as well.
0: Which is, uh, yeah a departure, I guess, and that uh, will right. satisfy I, certainly I th- some of th- Well,
2: I think it's crucial because, as a matter of fact, yesterday I got a call from someone who, uh, uh, a contractor who has a disconnect with DCS in regards to addressing the need to uh, of placement of individuals within homes, and we talked about giving the governor more more dollars. You know, we also remember July of this year, uh, gas tax goes up one more cent, and and those those are dollars no one's talking about. That's additional a penny on on a gallon of gas, and you know we want to generate 800 to $1. <laughs> $1. 1.2 billion dollars from that increase of last year's. So now we're going to increase it even more.
0: We're almost out of time, but I'm going to. I've been asking the questions. I'm going to let you kind of control for if you can keep it to like. 15 seconds apiece. When you go into this wrestling, this WWF, you know, cage match that, that the conferees are about to enter into, uh, reminiscent of the old wrestling matches back at the convention center, right? Uh, what's the one thing, I just want to go around the table, that you're you're going to go to the mat, so to speak, for?
2: We're going to go to the go mat for more human infrastructure programs, choice, uh, the teachers and, 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 and programs like that, uh, food banks. We're going to go for, the, for the, the human infrastructure needs of the state of Indiana.
1: What do you, what do you, got
0: to have it. If, if we don't have it, everything's a fail.
1: Well, we want to do the most we can for K-12 education within the confines of a balanced budget that is structurally balanced, that protects our ability to maintain that AAA bond rating and keep our economy and diversify our workforce. We, you know, jobs, jobs, jobs. We have to keep jobs. We don't want to find ourselves back where we were in ten um
4: do? certainly the the teacher's salary issue and and the k through twelve I also want to talk we should have talked more about that billion dollars because uh, well, I talked a little bit uh, I hate to you. see all of that money being spent to increase the speed of i sixty nine and and I would like to see some of that money put in in revolving loan funds. Where we can use and reuse those dollars. You
0: did get sheriff's allotment for housing prisoners bumped up from 24 million to 40 million. What's your uh,
3: Um, go-to? As much as much K-12 funding as possible and strong reserves because we are one or two budgets away from recession.
0: All right, we've heard the uh, battle lines drawn. We will see what happens in the remaining days of the session. Thank you all for your input on this uh, important discussion. Again, my guests have been Republican Representative Mike Karakoff of Kokomo. Democratic Representative Greg Porter of Indianapolis, Republican Senator Eric Bassler of Washington, and Democratic Senator Karen Tallian of Ogden Dunes. As the session winds down, the four caucus leaders return to discuss what passed and what didn't on the next Indiana Lawmakers. And time now for our weekly conversation with Ed Feigenbaum, publisher of the newsletter, Indiana Legislative Insight, part of Hanna News Service. I won't ask you anything about power saws or fine grit we'll paper because yeah. we, we don't want to get off on that tangent again. But where does this end up? I mean, it, clearly there was a lot of passion that's going to be going into this conference committee. Re- obviously, Republicans, though, have supermajorities in, in both chambers. I, I mean, Democrats can say we want to demand this and demand that it's not going to happen, right? John, we've seen, what, 15 budgets being
5: shaped over the last 30 years, and we know it comes down to Thanks for blowing our,
0: our cover. But uh, and There
5: we go. And, and it always comes down to the, the, the parameters that they have to work within. You know, they've got a, a finite amount of money. We just saw uh, this week that that's being cut by another $100 million effectively thanks to more Medicaid spending that, that we need and then by the economy and they're going to have to deal with it. You know, we're not looking at adding programs. We're looking at cutting things back, and they're going to have to work with that, and it's it's not easy. But they they also will tell you, if, if you ask them, look them right in the eye, they'll tell you that it, it's easier to cut than it is to decide... Well, how do we want to spend this new money? What new programs do we want to do? Where do we draw the line? So I mean, certainly we don't have as many people job lining
0: job. up outside your door, knocking uh, there with the ten cup yeah. out saying we want these re- requests. How about the process? I know you like to look at the process. We had a lot of rookies basically in place uh, in on both the Senate side and the in the House side. Uh, things seem to go pretty smoothly. So far, so far. Oh, okay, and,
5: and we saw a lot of signals being sent early on that we'll, we may not have seen with with the veterans before. You know, some of the the, uh, the new members were, were talking. New members, new leaders were talking about. Well, you know, I'm, I'm a little skeptical about this potential f- uh, figure in the forecast, or you know, maybe we ought to cut back a little bit of that. And we heard from Senator Mitchler and then today Senator Bassler talking about that $286 million in DCS funding not necessarily being sacrosanct. So I think that we're, we're seeing a little bit more play ahead of time and, and letting people know where they stand before they go into conflict. So we
0: might not have all the cards on the table yet. There might oh, be that. A- 11 absolutely. 10. All right. That's always that's what makes it. And there's uh, still that gaming money. Uh, absolutely. it won't, won't come this by any. Well, not this by any, but yeah. it's off there in the future. Ed, as always, appreciate your insight. Thank you. For more information, episode streams, and other extra content, visit us on the web at WFYI.org lawmakers. You can access live streaming coverage of the General Assembly on the Internet as well. And remember, you can get our show on demand from Xfinity. Well, that concludes another edition of Indiana Lawmakers. I'm John Schwannis, and on behalf of WFYI Public Media, Indiana's other public broadcasting stations and my colleague at Feigenbaum. I thank you for joining us, and I invite you to visit WFYI.org for more statehouse coverage. Until next week, take care.
1: Purdue researchers are at the top edge of computer technology, 3D design, using hand gestures, extending mobile battery life, leading through innovation and job creation. Purdue Research Foundation. Contact innovation at prf.org.